All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. This is my podcast. There you go. Good <laughs> Groovy. Uh, you ready to, get, ready to go, Colin? Hail to the king, baby. Hey everybody, welcome to the Real DMC Podcast. DMC stands for Dave, Marcus, and Colin. We're all here today. What's up, you primitive screwheads? How you guys doing? Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> doing good, Dave. Is, is that uh, all this conversation is going to be, is just us throwing Bruce Campbell quotes back and forth at each other? Oh, yeah. It's about all the movie is, so... <laughs> at least the good yes. parts. Well... Uh, speaking of that, just to jump right into it, so uh, the film we are here to talk about today is the Sam Raimi directed 1992's third entry in the Evil Dead series, Army of Darkness. You shall die! When the world needed a hero, the swallow us all, and die! What it got was him, Groovy. He's a 20th century guy. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Trapped. In the Middle Ages. Now, he's got a date. Give me some sugar, baby. With the army of darkness, sound the trumpets. Raise the drawbridge. Drop the Oldsmobile. From Sam Raimi. Oh, that's gonna hurt! Director of Darkman. Comes Army of Darkness. Uh, a couple of quick facts about the movie, so... It uh, it netted Sorry. a whopping... Yeah, I'm loving the energy here. What was hold that? On, on. I'm go, loving go. the energy. Wait, wait, are you saying that sarcastically or not? Yeah. I was trying to... I was trying to... I lost track of my notes. But Army of Darkness was also in the credits. It was Army of Darkness, The Ultimate Experience in Medieval Horror was the full title. It's kind of funny. That's the actual full title? In the credits, it said that. Like, it said, oh. Army of Darkness, The Ultimate Experience in Medieval Horror was filmed in Acton, California. Well, you know, actually, there there was lots of uh, debate over the title of the, the movie because it was if the actual title for the movie that shows up on the credit sequence, you know, when the when the smoke shows up is uh, Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness. And that was done specifically. That was uh, Sam Raimi trying to pay homage to the um, the way that the, the big studio films back in the days of like back in the 40s, for example, they would have, you know, the actor's name versus or Abbott and Costello versus. So he was doing that as a purposeful homage, but the studio didn't like it. So they said just shorten it to Army of Darkness. I also read that. Uh, well, obviously, Evil Dead 3 was a potential candidate. Um, he also liked the medieval. The medieval dead. dead? Yeah, that was. Yeah. But my, my favorite was a Japanese uh, uh, release title as Captain Supermarket. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, just a couple of quick facts about the movie. So it, um, from a box office standpoint, it was not a success. Uh, it made, uh, let's see, what did it made? $11 million or $11.5 million, which brought it in at number 106 for the year in 1992. And it came in right behind Manhattan Murder Mystery. And, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, it came right behind I Married an Axe Murder and right in front of Manhattan Murder Mystery. So lots of murder going on. Uh, actually, the one thing I did think was interesting, just as a total non sequitur, is uh, True Romance that year came in at number 104. 
So True Romance only made $12 million. That was a surprise to me. I would have thought it did better. That True Romance one, my favorite. But I thought it was not, I thought it was a 1993 release, though. I think it's 92. No? Hold, please. We're off to a good start. <laughs> yeah, we're really off to a good start. Yeah, True Romance in 93. Uh, release date, September 10th, 1993. So maybe it's a different True Romance. Oh. Or your facts are mixed up. Yeah, I thought the budget was $11 million. It was both. It was. Budget was $11 million <laughs> and it made $11.5 Hopefully they didn't spend any on marketing. <laughs> it says, well, Wikipedia says it made uh, $21.5 million. That must have been inclusive of the global box office. What I was referencing was the domestic box office. Well, p- please be a little more specific. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, okay, so... And the movie does get does maintain a 7.5 rating on IMDb, so it's relatively high, highly regarded uh, just from a fan standpoint. It does have the same rating as the original Evil Dead. I will note that the Evil Dead 2 actually has a 7.8, um, which I think is correct because um, well, we can talk about sort of the intro experiences to this movie. But this movie is um, Army of Darkness is more of a drop off from Evil Dead 2 than I recall. Uh, and what Ebert said about it in his review was he said, The movie isn't as funny or as exciting as Evil Dead 2, however, maybe because the comic approach seems recycled. Um, Then again, the movie seems aimed at an audience of 14-year-olds who would have been eight when Evil Dead 2 came out, so maybe this will all seem breathtakingly original. Um, It's interesting. This movie is um, more of a... uh, It's more sticky than I thought it was, than I recall going back in to watch it. Um, And I do think that having just rewatched... Evil Dead 2 uh, was about a month and a half ago or two months ago. We were doing the year in review. I had a much, I, I liked that movie much more than I was expecting to. It was a, I just, it's a tons of fun. I loved it. This one, uh, I had a good time with. I still think it's a fun movie, but I didn't like it as much as I was expecting upon rewatch. And I, I think it's more of a drop off from Evil Dead 2 than I was expecting. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I expected to like it a whole lot more. And then Bruce Campbell is fantastic in it and his lines are really good. But I was also really thankful that it was only 90 minutes. Like it was, it dragged on in a lot of spots and it's a very short movie to drag on. Um, so I didn't think it held up nearly as well. I think they, they had some great lines. They had some great ideas, but then they stretched maybe like 30 minutes of good content to too long. Apparently the original, the original shooting script was 43 pages long. Yeah. That's what it kind of feels Colin, like. Colin, what about you? What, what are your thoughts? I think you guys are wrong. <laughs> how so well i will say that you know i loved this movie 25 years ago and yeah today it's you know it's it's not as good but it is completely entertaining oh i'm not i'm sorry (laughs) let me let me just clarify my position here right i'm not i'm i had a great time a fun time watching this movie and i i'm I am a huge Bruce Campbell fan, and we will, you know, talk about that as we go through this. But I'm—I guess I'm talking about it in relation to the the whole series, and in particular, Evil Dead Two versus Army of Darkness. Because Evil Dead Two, I think we should actually watch Evil Dead Two and do a pod on it because well, uh, it's hello, Mister Fancy Pants. I watched it last night. Oh, you watched it? Okay. So, what'd you think? Oh, I, I liked it. It was it was quite fun, but. I don't know. Would you agree that it's a better movie than Army of Darkness? I I don't know. They're different movies. That's the thing. Which order did you watch them in? Evil Dead 2 and then Army of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You might have watched them and be like, hey, I want to see the real thing. I don't know. Yeah. No, they're they're just very different movies. I think Army of Darkness is more of, mm, it's more like a, a real movie in terms of the plot, you know? 
Um, <laughs> it's no, sir, no. Uh, I, I feel like Army or Evil Dead Two is you go to a haunted cabin and then get chased around by a demon for ninety minutes, which right. is, I mean, it's fun. It certainly is fun, but. Army of Darkness has. You go back in time, you get chased around by um, demons. I'm not saying it's better. Come for it. (laughs) (laughs) You have to get. (laughs) Yeah, but there's a little bit more in it. There's more characters, a lot more characters. Well, so well, so so straight up, what what do you think is a better movie of the two? Army of Darkness has always had the the spot in my heart for as my favorite of these films. Oh, really? Okay. And I think it's because it's it's the camp. I love the camp. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's high camp in this for sure. I did enjoy it too, but it's also, I think it didn't, it wasn't as full as I thought. Like the, the ending battle I thought was quite kind of just mediocre overall. I think there's a lot more, like the beginning was a full, a lot more strong, a lot stronger than the um, kind of the ending of it. I, I will agree with you. I think the first half of the movie works a lot better than the second half. It just, because the second half is really yeah. basically just the big battle scene and, yeah. pre- and preparing it just kind for of the slows battle down, I thought. and then the battle itself. That slows, but like it's not as. I don't think it slows down. Fun. It's just not as it quite as fun. It's not as successful as the first. I'll tell you, what, I had so I had a realization when I was watching this movie, which is uh, from an from an uh, archetype standpoint when it comes to characters. <laughs> I apparently am drawn Tremors. to stupid heroes. Like I was thinking about this, right? So, like uh, you know, Val and Earl in, in Tremors, right? It's like I love those guys because they're heroically stupid. Uh, Bruce Campbell as Ash, heroically stupid, and. Uh, it's, I mean, Bruce Campbell is the reason why this movie works. I mean, he's just, it's, you know, as soon as the dude comes on screen, it just makes me happy. That's, I, ha- I have a very positive reaction to Bruce Campbell. And uh, I love, I mean, he has a great time doing all the stuff in this movie and he delivers the lines. I, the, the, my only point of comparison would be in Evil Dead 2, you kind of see him go through that transformation where he goes from, you know, somebody who's, who is still, you know, kind of uh, just fighting as a normal guy. And then when he gets to this movie, like all of a sudden he knows how to command catapults and sword fight and that kind of stuff. So it takes a, it takes a, he takes a pretty big uh, leap in his heroic abilities when he gets to this movie. I, I think you're right. I, he, the, he definitely plays on the Ash character from the end of Evil Dead 2. And he's now fully yeah. formed uh, right. from, from the get-go in Army of Darkness. And, uh, and, I agree. I, I love Bruce Campbell. I've always loved Bruce Campbell. This character is amazing um, and wouldn't nearly be as good if, you know, he wasn't dumb. Yeah. I mean, like, he's not dumb, but he can be. He can be. He certainly can be. He's, no, he's, he's, I mean, he's kind of, he's kind of dumb, right? I mean, he's, he's just you know, full he's... of like false bravado. And, yes. and I, and I love oh, that. Love the false bravado. Yeah, Bruce Campbell is fantastic in it. I had a, uh, I mean, obviously there is no casting what ifs because Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are like a tandem and they made all this together. But I was thinking about while watching it, it really reminded me in certain parts as of The Mask and like if Jim Carrey could almost play the role in some of the, and not necessarily a good thing because that's like some of the middle part that I did not like when he was, um, I think he was, he was yeah, in the, in the oh, graveyard like also. He's fighting, fighting the mini, the mini versions of himself. Like, pulling his mouth with his yeah and like a lot of that stuff like you're like uh oh, stretching his like face out very yeah it's the stooges i mean uh, you know sam raimi and bruce campbell are very big into the three stooges and there's a lot of that in this movie but again like i for me i think it's um that's what i like about it not necessarily the three stooges because i'm not a huge fan of that but 
I like the the comedy element that they fully embraced in this movie, whereas in Evil Dead 2, it was more horror with comedic touches to it. And Dave, you're a big horror guy, so it's it's I think it's pretty natural that you like Evil Dead 2 more. Yeah, I do like Army of Dark. I haven't seen Evil Dead in a while, um, either one or two, but I definitely like Army of Darkness more because it doesn't have all the gore and kind of uh, splatter that the other ones do. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys about just so how about your familiarity with the the whole series? Like, what does the Evil Dead series hold a special play, place in your heart? You know, as you something your you rom-coms. grew up on. <laughs> um, I've seen them all. I wouldn't say they. I don't. They're fun movies, but they're not nothing more than just horror movies like i don't like i think nightmare on elm street or the friday the 13th or halloween those are much better like horror movies that i've played how about you colin well this movie i think holds a special place in my heart because you know 25 years ago you know uh we were watching it all the time and quoting it all the time and because of that i really love it i think it's also it's it's a movie that so the the other ones I'd seen you know Evil Dead which I as I recall Evil Dead was really more of a straight horror film right yeah. and then they remade it into I think if I'm because I haven't seen Evil Dead in a long long time but I think Evil Dead two sort of what you said like the first you know ten minutes is sort of like a recap of the Evil Dead or uh, and then and then right. they just like go balls out with you know on the rest of it i like the movie i always thought evil dead i think growing up i thought evil dead was like one of those like really really scary movies and then i watched it and i was like oh it's it's scary but it's not that scary yeah but um yeah army of darkness was definitely a different animal and 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 i it had all the elements that i really like i think one of the things about this movie i think it's actually the, sort of the perfect combination of of genres for all of us because you got your horror and then you got your comedy you got your romance <laughs> and it's a period movie there you go. Yeah, the, the, it satisfied your period movie uh desires yeah, sort of but <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> i don't know that uh you know they is it historically accurate let me well, ask you that so you know they did shoot it in like southern california so it, right <laughs> it's not really that i think, accurate. I think I, they, it, they shot part of it in the same place where they filmed that. It was it the arena episode from Star Trek with the Gorn, like the that that same canyon. So, yeah, the the canyons like I drive through there all the time when uh, my in laws live down in Palmdale. So that's a canyon in between Palmdale and um, like the base, like uh, uh, Pasadena. So it's like right, like fourteen goes right by there. It all looks like that's a funny thing. I was like watching it. I'm like, none of this looks scary because it just looks like California to me. <laughs> By the way, but uh, so I'm sorry, just because you mentioned the the episode, the Gorn episode, and it just brings to yep. mind one of my favorite quotes: "A fortune in diamonds, and I trade it all for a hand phaser, or a good solid club, or a good solid club." <laughs> <laughs> so, Colin, you you mentioned also the uh, quoting uh, Army of Darkness uh, 25 years ago. So, 25 years ago was around 1995. So, Windows 95 was coming out. And I do remember, like, you can customize your system sounds. And I definitely had a uh, complete set of uh, Army of Darkness sounds for all sorts of, like, this is my boomstick when, like, uh, you get a message coming yep. in or whatever yep. it was. It's pretty funny. Oh, my yeah. God. And also, we we played Doom a bunch at that time, too. And I think there was lots of uh, kind of Army of Darkness Yeah, sounds. there was a uh, a Doom wad that you could play uh, when you did, like, death matches. And the, the sounds were replaced with a bunch of these Army of Darkness quotes, which was great. 
And it really sort of added to the enjoyment of watching the movie and hearing those quotes again. Yeah, it really brings me back. <laughs> a couple of them too. Like I only I know them as like computer sounds versus like actual the movie itself. It's pretty funny. Well, I have to say this movie holds a special place in my heart uh, because uh, the night before I was going to ask Jessamy to marry me, I was, you know, it was up all night. I was jittery and put this big plan together to, you know, go to Sacramento. You guys actually met you guys up there, you know, as, as part of that. Um, but but I couldn't sleep. So I got up and I watched Army of Darkness at like one thirty in the morning <laughs> from like one thirty to three o'clock in the morning and then went back to bed. So that's a uh, so that's that was the last movie I watched before I asked my wife to marry me. Um, oh, and before you that, you know, I'll, I think I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of the <laughs> Evil Dead franchise. What'd you say? The the romantic that you are. Yeah, the romantic that I am. Um, I'm pretty fan, pretty big fan of the Evil Dead franchise, partially because of the fact I I do think the first movie is a really good movie. As a it's a straight horror movie. It's very kind of gritty. It has uh, definitely elements of black comedy to it. But when you look at what they did when they made that movie for three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars, I think it was either that or like four hundred four hundred forty something like that. It's super impressive. I mean, it's a really, really well-made movie, and for for that sum in particular, and it's it's really creative. Like you you see all the stuff that Sam Raimi did, where you know he mounted the camera on the two by four, and he's running through the forest to generate the effect of the you know of the spirit going through the forest, and it's just it's really cool. And the movie itself is actually kind of nasty or, or gross, right? It has like there's the scene where the um, the woman who's in the uh, the dead eyed who's in the pit of the or the basement like stabs the woman through the uh, the heel with a pencil. You know, there's it's it's pretty gory, it's pretty bloody, and it's a really good horror movie. Uh, so and then when I saw Evil Dead too, I remember thinking that oh this is going to be more of the same, but know that it went off in an, an entirely unexpected different direction, and that's one of the reasons why to this day I love that movie so much. I'm like this is completely unexpected, and and was not expecting basically this to you know turn into a comedy. Um, by the way, Marcus, for whatever reason, I have an association with Evil Dead 2 with your brother Mike. So shout out to Mike Kazmerzak. I'm not sure why. You guys must have, maybe I watched it at your house with him. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. He's a big horror fan too. Yeah. So. Um, just a quick question. Um, they they recently, I mean, three, four years ago, remade this movie. Uh, oh, sorry, not this movie, but Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, has anyone seen it? I haven't seen it. Um, I, I thought about watching they it. They remade it as a movie or they remade... Because there's a Netflix series also, right? No, no, no. There's a Netflix? Yeah, it's, it's actually a remake of Evil Dead. And um, oh. I think it stars Jane In 2013, Lee. I think, right? Hmm? 13 or 17. I'm not sure which. Oh, okay. um, but I've always been curious about it. Yeah, I've been curious too. I, I think I've heard... I actually heard it's a pretty good horror movie and, and a, a pretty decent remake. I think that... Um, it's not Ash, which is why I wasn't drawn to it. <laughs> so, 2013. Yeah. Did you watch the series? Because the series is with Bruce Campbell, right? Yeah, the series is with Bruce Campbell. Um, I. It's funny because I have not watched that in its entirety. I watched the first part, and then it, I think it started on like Stars or something like that. So, um, yeah. and, you know, and sorry, my cable situation got disrupted. I haven't gone back to it. But after watching this movie, it does make me want to go and finish off that series. So I'm probably going to go back and watch it because I definitely had a good time watching this movie. Yeah. And Bruce Campbell's so great. Like he's done, we watched a series, uh, Burn Notice. It was like some mediocre thing on USA oh, yeah. Network. It was all right. Um, but he was on that as a, uh, he's a kind of supporting cast member. He was great in it too. That was like a spy one. Is that right? Yeah. He was like an ex, the main character, I forgive me, who played him, was an ex-CIA guy and get hired for odd jobs. Well, you know, the, the real crime is that he he did get that Western series, The Adventures of Briscoe County yeah, Jr., yeah. Oh, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. which I was a big fan of. And I think I think it got canceled after only one series. So that was, I remember at the time being very disappointed being the big Bruce Campbell fan that I am. Yeah, you, 
he really has to be used properly. Like yeah. he, he does such great like expressions and white eyes and things like that. Like it's really, he like, he over acts, but in intentionally, right. like in a, in a good way. Like, and if it's used properly, it works really well. Like in these movies, it works fantastic. He's a great physical actor and he's got a really amazing control of his face. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and he's a, I mean and he's you know like he's he's got the handsome dude with the jawline yeah, yeah. right but so, it's a, but yeah. even then it's like it's sort of like overpronounced that jawline it's it's like too big right and yeah. he's just yeah he's almost like a living caricature okay that leads me to my next question so could Nicolas Cage from Vampire's Kiss be Ash interesting um, well not he's as successful not, not as successfully as Bruce Campbell, but I, I'd like to see it. It'd be interesting I'd pay to see that. I think he'd, he'd give it a shot if he just like dove in with all the gusto. I think the mania might come across a little bit too hot. I think with Cage, that would I think be, it would be yeah, too much of a full-on comedy in that at that point, right? I think it'd be pretty fun. Well, we, we're obviously talking about Campbell, but is there anybody else in the cast? Because it's interesting. Because once you get past Bruce Campbell and you go through the cast, um, several other actors that are. You know, I mean, well, well-known working actors that have shown up in other things, so you recognize them, but nobody that particularly uh, stood out oh, to me. Oh, come on, man. And Beth Davids. Yeah, and Beth Davids. But, I mean, and then, you know, I, I thought it was it Ian Abercrombie would be the other one that uh, I recognized. But you have anything you want to say about M. Beth Davids? Uh, yeah. I, w- this is the first movie that I'd seen her in, and, like, ooh, I had a little thing for her back is there, then. Is there a, a, a woman in one of these movies that you don't have a little thing for? Because... Uh, <laughs> Who was it? Who was it? Who was your crush early on that you had? Um, I've had many. Who was it? I've had many. Um, yeah, but this one was short lived. I, okay. I think it was Linda Hunt from Silverado. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I like small women. Um, they, <laughs> Sorry, Linda Hunt. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I also know her as Natasha from Bridget Jones' Diary. And. Emily used to work at UCSF for a little while, and she worked with the sister of M. Beth Davids. Uh, her name is Jennifer. Mm. <laughs> just a, just a little interesting trivia. <laughs> That's <laughs> fascinating. That is that is that is a hot podcast take <laughs> right there. <laughs> the I I actually thought like I wrote down kind of like where is the rest of the uh, cast because there's. The supporting cast is very minimal throughout the movie. I don't think anyone really adds much to the movie. I mean, it's all Bruce Campbell. Even like the main villain is Bruce Campbell, is evil Bruce Campbell. Like it's not, there's so little else to it. It's the Bruce Campbell show. There is no one else in this cast aside from Bridget Fonda that you would know. Um, Yeah. yeah. And she's. And even her role is like two minutes, if that. Right. Apparently she she wanted to be in the movie because she's a big fan of the Evil Dead too. She wanted to meet Danny Elfman, really. Um, the only other person that I actually recognized is um, the girl at the end, Angela Featherstone, I think is her name, because she played, she was like, oh, was it Linda in The Wedding Singer? That's uh, Adam Sandler's girlfriend oh, who, like, oh, who like, okay. dumps him or, or he dumps her on. I don't remember. But yeah, but she's like, again, she's in it for like mm, a minute. She doesn't even have a name. She's just called Girl in S-Mart. Shop Smart. Shop S Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I think of this more as a uh, it's it's the Bruce Campbell Sam Raimi yeah. show right that's yeah. the other, that's the other thing when you're when you're watching this movie 
and you're, you're watching any the Evil Dead films for sure. Um, it's you know watching the Sam Raimi style you know evolve, particularly over his early films, and then kind of how he brings some of that to you know his later more the just the the bigger studio like the you know Spider Man for example. Um, but when you when you you can see it, you know it's a Sam Raimi film within you know five minutes of of watching it right because you have things like. Um, the POV shots that he has for like, you know, the arrow that the guy shoots into the person who's running away in the very beginning. Um, he has all sorts of stuff that he does with the, you know, kind of the camera zoom. Um, you know, when he's filming people, the, the deadites, it's the, you know, he has people do things with body contortion in terms of moving their head and their hand and all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, and the last thing is he has a very distinct for his films, there's a punching sound. Like when people are getting hit, it's a very, it's a very loud sort of, you know, kind of over stylized sound when, when impact is happening and it's all, it's all super cool. And I, I mean, I love it all. I love the, I love Sam Raimi's style for directing and it's just, so all of his movies are just, they're just fun to watch for me. I mean, I, you know, I have to think of a, of a bad Sam Raimi film. I'm sure there's one out there, but you know, I love all of his stuff. Yeah. I think that's where like he uses the, um, kind of facial expressions of Bruce Campbell so well. He gets in super tight, almost a fisheye camera on him and just like him like whipping his head around and like the camera spinning with them and like it shows like that fear and that like kind of bewilderment and it does a really good job with that too. Uh, it's kind of interesting that that um, Bill Pope is the uh, cinematographer and he worked with him on a lot of the uh, Spider-Man, Darkman and some other uh, Raimi films too. So Darkman, got to see that I haven't again. seen Darkman in a long time actually. Bill Pope also worked on the Matrix movies too, so that's kind of interesting. Hmm. But um, yeah, I'd be curious to see more Sam Raimi films just to uh, kind of see some of these effects, like the the low point of view shot too, when like um, being chased. I think when he's like running through the forest, and he has that kind of like spirit kind of chasing him too. Is like really cool. Oh well, if you want to see all these different Sam Raimi techniques, I I recommend you go out and watch uh, For Love of the Game. <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend the quick and the dead actually. <laughs> so that, that's much more uh, Raimi style esque. Uh, you know, it's interesting though, when you mentioned Spider-Man, there's a, the scene where Dr. Octopus comes to life in Spider-Man two is so Sam Raimi, like so evil dead Sam Raimi. When you look at kind of the way the, the, you know, the tentacles come to life, the quick cuts, the, there's the shadow effect. Uh, it's, it's so, it's like straight out of the evil dead just for a couple minutes there. And it's pretty cool to see. So, and with the quick and the dead, he does all kinds of stuff where he has fun with visuals. Like he's really good in my mind with lighting and camera angles. So there's a couple of cool shots. Like a guy gets shot in the back of his head blows off and you see through his head. Like that's total, that's total Sam Raimi right there when you see it. So um, I just, I, I don't know. I think he's, and, and when you read um, like, so if you read Bruce Campbell's book, uh, if chins can kill, which goes through the, um, the history of the you know how they made the the first evil dead movie with a lot of detail like you realize like the the, whole, the only reason that army of darkness exists is because a group of college friends just said fuck it let's go make a movie basically like they scraped the money together and what they went through and the the conditions they endured and how highly inventive they were and how far they stretched their dollar is just it's it's an amazing story to read and, that, and that's one of the reasons why i love this series so much is because it really was just a group of friends that said I want to go make a cool horror movie and they got the money to do it and they did it. And, you know, especially when you read that book and you talk about kind of the evolution of the evil dead as a, a, a that first movie in terms of they, they started showing it on, uh, you know, kind of late night and it, it started to gain more and more momentum. And then it finally got, you know, a broader release. It was actually distributed. Uh, but it was all because just a group of friends wanted to make a movie. And I, I think that's just a great story. And, and I think Sam Raimi was super inventive 
with all of his camera tricks in the beginning. Agreed. Um, that is that is a great book, and if you haven't read it, I and you like Bruce Campbell or these movies, highly highly recommended. What if I just like chins? Um, yes, chins are <laughs> that's good too. But my second bit of um, stupid trivia is uh, when uh, he was on his book tour promoting the book. He walked by. Uh, Emily was having uh, this is in San Francisco, and Emily was having like dinner with a friend, and he was like at the bookstore next door, and he I guess he like came out the back and and walked right by her table, and nothing happened. <laughs> Why didn't she stand up and you know grab him and you know get a and, and, signature and, for and you? Say, give me some sugar, baby. Exactly. <laughs> give me some sugar, baby. Um, yeah, I don't know. She's like, I think that's Bruce Campbell. Colin will be impressed. <laughs> Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> Sorry, Colin, when it comes to Bruce Campbell. Damn it. Um, for awards, it did uh, clean up at the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. All right. Best, best film, actor, supporting actress, makeup, and soundtrack. Did you guys spot the copy of Fangoria Magazine in the trunk Absolutely. of the car? Absolutely. I was going to bring that up. You must be so proud. One of the, that was a shout I did read that was a shout out to Fangoria who featured Evil Dead in one of its uh, mag in the magazine early on. And it's what helped propel Evil Dead to a success. So uh, Raimi's always been grateful for that uh, for that shout out. Well, sadly, I've let my Fangoria subscription lapse, but uh, I was a reader of Fangoria magazine as particularly as Tom will will uh, remember with great fondness. And that was a, a 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88. Uh, it's actually Sam Raimi's actual car and it's been in many of his movies and the uh, most of the content in the trunk was just his stuff that was in there. <laughs> they just added a couple of props, but the rest of it was all his, his junk. Did, did you get that off of the, uh, the evil dead wiki? Yeah, I got a IMDB. <laughs> I did a little research. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think he's had and that still, car in almost in got, almost every movie, right? So I, I think so. I don't know about like the, Later ones. It's definitely earlier ones. It's appeared in almost all of his movies, yeah. I don't know how he got into Quick and the Dead. It was a think in the background a little bit. <laughs> they just had it dressed up as a wagon. Marcus, do you want to try to uh, give us a quick summary of this movie? Sure. I have a plot summary. A sardonic supermarket clerk is transported to medieval times. To return home, he must retrieve the Necronomicon and battle an army of the dead that he accidentally unleashed. That's How's a good that? summary. Basically, it's just Bruce Campbell uh, wandering around with excuses to drop funny one-liners. That's what this movie really is. Pretty much. There's, um, he goes back in time. He screws up and unleashes the army of the dead. He kicks ass, comes back home, and kicks a little more All right. Ass. That's the Real DMC Podcast signing off. All right. Want to start uh, going through it? Talk about stuff we like. Anything else you want to throw out up front? Let's do it. Walk us through. Marcus mentioned that it does start with the... Uh, uh, the car falling out of the sky and Ash shows up. I will um, note that it's a bit of a redo of the end of Evil Dead 2 because I had forgotten at the end of Evil Dead 2 that he actually show him get transported to the uh, to the past. Yes, but if you had just watched Evil Dead 2 like me, you would also note that it does not actually follow the end of Evil Dead 2. Him falling out of the sky with the car, that, that certainly does, but then it, it all changes. Because at the end of Evil Dead 2... They're about to kill him because uh, they think he's like an, another deadite. And then a deadite comes yeah. like um, flying in and he blows its head off. And then they're like, they're like, all hail. And the camera pulls back and you see like the castle in the background. And it's just like the drawings 
that they found in the right. Necronomicon, right? And so it's like, oh, he's fulfilling this, you know, horrible destiny or whatever. But in Army of Darkness, none of that happens. They just yeah, it just starts with him uh, with, it, with falling, and then it kind of cuts to him in chains, right? So he's been captured, basically. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a little bit that goes on. Um, you know, like the wise man says that he thinks he's the hero that was prophesied in the uh, the Necronomicon. Meanwhile, Arthur is like, no, he's one of Henry's men. Let's take him. You know, and so none of that other stuff actually happens. Yeah, when I, it's funny because when I watched last time I watched Evil Dead too, I had forgotten that they show the drawing inside the Necronomicon about halfway through the evil dead too of him you know of the of yeah. the figure with the the chainsaw arm going up and that's actually in the necronomicon so i, I had forgotten that they had, had made that much of a call out to what was going to be army of darkness then Cause, well sam raimi went back in the special edition and he digitally inserted that in no <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd forgotten that too well you, you know what's interesting though is i apparently when he when they went to get funding for evil dead 2 they actually wanted to make more of an army of darkness movie right off the bat. So that was their original intent was to have him, you know, kind of start or go back in time earlier and have that be a much bigger part of what evil dead two was going to be. So that was their original intent, but they couldn't get the funding for it. They ended up getting, I think about $4 million in funding to do it. And, but it wasn't enough, which is why they kind of went back and retold the story of the cabin. That makes sense. Yeah. I think I really like the ending of evil dead too. Uh, it's sort of like a tragic ending and when you go back now to Army of Darkness and you see the retelling of that, it's sort of a disappointment. I, I really liked how they did it in Evil Dead too. Yeah. So I was always thinking that, oh, they they thought this is a great ending, and then they're like, oh, let's do another movie. We've you know we're we're successful, and they they want to fund us, so let's do the Army of Darkness movie. But we have to change the the beginning. Of well, it. it is kind of funny because the so they they made the first you know Evil Dead. They shot it. Then they were going to do Evil Dead Two. They didn't have the rights to show any clips from the first movie because uh, it because there was an ownership problem. So that's why they kind of reshot the entire you know or they compressed the the Evil Dead plot into a little five minute window of time that they show in the beginning of Evil Dead Two. At the end of Evil Dead Two, they show the beginning of Army of Darkness. Then they go to Army of Darkness and they reshoot that. So each time they've actually they've 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 had to change and, and retell the beginning of the previous movie, which is kind of funny. Only in a, you know a three movie series. Well, they had to get Bridget Fonda in there somehow, yeah. right? I think the other thing that's um, that I, I do just like the op the credit sequence for Army of Darkness. I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of a you know it, it sort of maintains the. Um, you know, kind of the style of the earlier films. And it, 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 the one thing that's sort of funny is it cuts to, it shows Ash, you know, or he mentions that his hand was possessed and it cuts to him and you show him and see him where he's about to cut his hand off with the chainsaw, which is one of the big moments in Evil Dead 2. And I just think it's funny that when I saw that, I started laughing. Like that's the, uh, yeah, that's my reaction. Oh, some dude's about to cut his hand off with a chainsaw. It makes me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> his facial expression does. I was actually surprised that we didn't see all the blood splatter up in his face at that point, yeah. which I was, yeah. I thought that was well That's done. That's the, the Evil Dead 2 blood splatter is fantastic, right? When he fights the zombie <laughs> and he flies and, and the, you know, the, 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 the chainsaw gets knocked over back into her body and you see the blood just squirting in his face. It's, it's good stuff. I'm a fan. If you like blood yes. splatter. I like, I like a good, I like cool kills and blood splatter. I'm all about that. Um, the other the other thing about the beginning that that changed was that uh, at the end of Evil Dead Two, you know, he he suddenly got this big gray stripe on the side of his head after seeing oh, yeah. the, the, you know the the main demon, right? And he doesn't have that anymore in Army of Darkness. I think they they decided to make a stylistic change. 
Yeah, it's funny. I was looking for that actually when this movie started, <laughs> knowing that that had happened. You know, having seen Evil Dead too more recently. Yeah. So Ash, when so Ash shows up, he's um, he's in chains. He's getting uh, he's, he's getting taken to. Uh, there's basically there, there's a group of two kind of warring factions of um, you know it's it's the red guys and the yellow guys by banner color. Uh, so he's you know incorrectly associated with the the. the Henry the Red, and so they take him in, and that's where you see the you know the opening scene where you're introduced to Arthur, who's the leader of the you know kind of the, the good guys, I guess, or the people that are being harassed by evil forces. But the whole opening sequence is really kind of letting him establish his his ashness, I would say. And so because they they have this fun moment where they crank open this pit where they're throwing the prisoners in, and there's there's the, the, I do love the moment where they push the first prisoner in. And the entire group, like all the collected group of people that are at the castle that are waiting to see what's going to happen, like it gets quiet. Everybody kind of leans in. <laughs> and then what you see is like a fire hose of blood come squirting out of there and everybody's excited. So I, th- I thought that scene is pretty fun. They're going back just a touch when he's coming into town and they have him in chains and they're uh, bringing him in. Like all the kids are like beating him and hitting oh, him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's and, pretty and he, funny. <laughs> and he's yelling at the kids like, you bastards, you little <laughs> bastards. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like kicking and beating him. Pretty funny. I think he also, at that point, he, he sort of establishes, you know, Henry establishes, you're not one of my vassals, right? And I think yeah. Ash says to Henry that great quote, well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. You, sir, are not one of my vassals. Who are you? Who wants to know? I am Henry the Red, Duke of Shale. Lord of the Northlands and leader of its peoples. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. One of the all-time yeah. bests. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah that's, that's a good one. And then when, so when, when Ash goes into the pit, so what you find out down there is there are a couple creatures. And this is another one of those Sam Raimi moments. So he's, he's down in the, in the pit. There's water. And you see this hand kind of come up and move and then go back down and it's just very like you instantly i think i think uh sam raimi might have a hand fetish i'm not sure but he does lots of stuff with hands uh, but it looks good and then of course you know there's there's the great moment where he's down on the pit and they have somebody who's kind of playing the merlin character right he's the old wise man and he runs and he 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 drops the chainsaw into the pit and ash jumps up and of course his hand clicks into it perfectly right so you know like you know you're just having a goofy time that's the tone of this movie like that's the moment that establishes it but um, it's fun. They, you know, there's a little soaring musical note there um, in terms of, you know, he's he's becoming Ash the hero. And it's 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 a good little fight, but it's mostly just the it's just the Bruce Campbell showcase moment more than anything else. Yeah. And a lot of again, uh, most of these fights uh, end up being, you know, a lot of Three Stooges type things going on. And it's fun. Yeah. You know, you get you get monsters who they do surprisingly good job with the uh the makeup and the costumes there you can tell that you know they're fake but um they're they're very effective yeah i kind of i mean i like the fact that they kept the makeup fairly consistent through all three of the movies right in terms of the look of the deadites yeah. and the uh you know kind of the zombie creatures and i, I think that's I, I all the prosthetics and all the makeup effects in this movie are really cool like there's there's a lot of really cool stuff that they do uh and it's um it's all you know it's all practical so it's you know fun to see and you got lots of you know, lots of blood, lots of, you know, cuts on people's faces and the whole army of the dead at the end, you know, that, that all looks really cool. Yeah. The makeup, um, I did a little research on that and the makeup team is a K and B effects group. 
uh, it was three guys who came together. They were working on um, uh, Romero's Day of the Dead. And so then when they moved out to Pittsburgh, they started their own group. And one of the guys was pre-med, and that was actually why he was able to do such uh, good, like, kind of um, corpses and things along those lines. But really? Pretty the, the, uh Some of their early work was Gross Anatomy, and then they also worked on uh, Dances with Wolves. And then that kind of got them this job, Misery, and Reservoir Dogs they also worked hmm. on. And so then they worked a lot uh, down the line. So then it kind of established them. Then they worked a lot down the line with Raimi and uh, Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, and others. So. They're still going today too. I always so. appreciated the blood work in Reservoir Dogs. Go. Lots of good, lots of good blood in that movie when with uh, Tim Roth in the back and in the car everywhere and all that. And very white. He he was very very pale in that, which I thought was really well done. They needed a pre med guy to get the ear right. <laughs> it's stuck in the uh, middle with you now in my head. Yeah, so uh, so Ash comes out of the pit. He survives, obviously, and then uh, so he has. This is one of my favorite moments where he's he's up now and he's pissed off that he got pushed in the pit, and then he pulls out his shotgun because well, because he shoots the there's a dead eye that emerges from the pit and he shoots it, and then of course everybody in the castle thinks oh he's the prophesized one, but but then he's shoving the shotgun in people's faces and that's the you know this is my boomstick, and then uh, I just but I love the fact that he keeps going and he just rattles off all of the sales details <laughs> about yeah. the gun. That's just great. It's just a great little uh, little, a little moment for him. It's a 12-gauge double-barreled Remington. S-Mart's top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right. This sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails for about $109.95. It's got a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. Yeah, you can find it in the sporting goods section. It's got a walnut finish. Retail is for one twenty nine. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, he definitely has his like. He keeps his clerkness going throughout the movie too. It's like, Lady, I'm afraid I'm have to ask you to leave the store. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. <laughs> the name's Ash Housewares. <laughs> so yeah, I was going to transition to his uh, starting of the heroic journey. Unless you guys want to talk about anything else in the beginning. Groovy. Well, yeah. So immediately following that, um, now they're all like, "Oh, uh, you know, he's he's our hero. He's our savior." And then they're just like pampering him. And I love the scene where he's being pampered by all the women, and they're like feeding him grapes and wine. He grabs the and, turkey and, leg and, 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 and the burping. <laughs> and then and then one of my other favorite lines is when Sheila comes over and she's like, you know, very apologetic for like hitting him and stuff when he came in, when he was being let in in chains. And he, and he just turns to her and he says, First you want to kill me. Now you want to kiss me. Blow. Blow. <laughs> blow. I, I love the way he says blow. Blow. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and then the the the, uh, the deadite. There's a deadite that ends up being, uh, or you know, transforms in that room. Somebody becomes a deadite. And again, I just I I really like the. It's a combination of the way Ram, Raimi does the um, the film style. So where it's you know kind of sped up for a little bit, you know, here and there. And then it's just the the physical movements of the actress who's playing the deadite. It's just it's it's remarkably consistent. That's I think what I I like about it. Like when you see the deadite in. You know, even going back to the first Evil Dead, you know, some of that is very consistent all the way through to Army of Darkness. So that attention to detail and, and the commonality is pretty cool. 
What I want to know is um, how many gymnasts did they employ in this? Movie? Oh, because of like all the backflips and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, the, the the fighting, the fights in this are fun because they're a combination of you know just kind of like sort of like brute force moments, and then these you know sort of gymnastic uh, elements, and it all gets kind of cobbled together into a very you know interesting fighting style throughout this movie. And it's also it's just like hey, you know what? We're just going for it. It's this is over the top. You know, obviously you wouldn't see that in a real horror movie where you know they're doing backflips and triple sal cows and and all this other stuff the the undead isn't usually as nimble yeah anything about that sequence colin um yeah so i wanted to uh, one question that i had was uh when so when he's fighting that that deadite how much ammo does he have for that shotgun because he's just like rolling off shot after shot after shot and he's not even reloading they did show in, when he went into the car, they did show him grab a box of ammo. So I didn't yeah, know they, he did have some attempt. extra shells at one point. So, a, a small attempt. I did like one one of the lines earlier though, when um, I think Sheila was like touching his um, the shotgun or the chainsaw or something like that. Don't touch that, please. Your primitive intellect wouldn't understand alloys and compositions and things with molecular structures in the. He's like. Don't touch that, please. Your primitive intellect can't comprehend alloys and compositions, things with, you know, like molecular structures and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Just the way he delivered it was great. He's all starting off like, uh, I really don't know what this stuff means either, but you don't definitely don't understand it. Right. (laughs) And that's that's why I love how he's, you know, he's the one that's calling them primitive screwheads. I I just think that's funny. He's not, he's not terribly evolved himself, but you know, he's getting it done. (laughs) Um, so I, I don't know at what point you wanted to talk about the, uh, the, the hero's journey, but, um, does it start with him fashioning his mechanical hand? Do you think that's the, is that the moment or where he gets? No, I don't know. I'm just, cause I just want to talk about that because I just absolutely love that scene. Yeah, no, go for it. Um, yeah. So this is like another, uh, Raimi filming style, right? So he's, um, he sets out to fashion a mechanical hand for himself and, um, you know, he's grabbing tools and leather straps and, you know, he's like using tools to like adjust the hand and all this stuff. And you get these like cut and then he like zooms in on something and then he goes switches to something else, you know, cuts to another zooms in. Yeah. And I really, really like it. It's super, super effective for some reason. It's very it's the same type of thing that he employed in Evil Dead 2 yeah. when Ash is um, he's doing the uh, the chainsaw for his hand. So it's a total callback to that, but I don't it's just I could watch that all day long. Um, I, I don't know what it is about it, and of course, it once he's he's got the hand and he looks up at it and it's like he crushes a a metal cup with it, and he looks up at it and he goes, "Groovy." just so good much stuff i know for a fact that groovy was one of the sounds that i had on my mac at one point and you know when when you did something like open a folder or whatever I exactly yeah. 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 and then uh the other scene is then you know when sheila comes to him and he's like what's wrong with you were you raised in a barn shut the door and then he's like <laughs> under his breath he's like well, probably was raised in a barn <laughs> yeah. with, all, with all the other primitives <laughs> and then finally the end of that scene where he grabs Sheila, looks into her eyes, and says, 
Give me some sugar, baby. Uh, I just fucking love that. Yeah. <laughs> and then they kiss. <laughs> Good stuff. It's just, yeah, I mean, you I, you could just watch Campbell, yeah, I mean, sit there and do anything, say anything, you know, just yeah. on a, you know. The, the first 25 minutes, yeah, the first 25 minutes of the movie is really, really good because you got the whole pit scene and then you got that stuff where he's, you know, he's fashioning his hand and he's, you know, he's, his, his relationship with, uh, with Sheila. That's, it's all really, really good stuff. Yeah, I think the I think it's the definitely the the first part of the movie is the strongest part of the movie. I think up until the the windmill scene, I would say, I think I think that back is probably the um, best part of the movie. Yeah, that's probably two thirds of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because um, so before he leaves to find the Necronomicon, right? Yeah, that's um, that's basically the first twenty five minutes. And I wrote in my notes, I'm like, this is I think this this first twenty five minutes is the best part of the movie. Yep. Because I'd forgotten about the windmill scene, and then they get to go to the windmill, and that leads to like the next twenty-five minutes of the movie. Um, that and you know, actually getting the Necronomicon, and I realized, oh no, this is great. This this might be the best part of the movie. Oh uh, no, I th- I actually think the first part's better. I I will say so. So he's on a quest to go find the Necronomicon. They he rides with some folks uh, from the castle that say you know go down this uh, road and you'll find a cemetery, and that's where the Necronomicon, the book, is going to be. Um, on the way, he gets chased by a spirit, and so that's another that's another cool scene where you see the you know the the effect of the you know kind of the the spirit traveling through the forest, and I, I just love the way that that shot is filmed. That plus the the sound that they're using while that's happening. Oh, like the the, the whooshing, whirling. Sound. Yeah, like Ash is looking back, and you see like he's running from something, but you never really see what it is from the character's perspective in any of the movies. Like you you don't see what the manifestation is that's coming. You just see it kind of like slam up against the door. I always kind of curious what that what that actually is supposed to resemble to the characters. Like, what what are they supposed to be seeing? I don't I don't think that's ever shown anywhere. No, it's not. And I was wondering about the same thing. And even like in Evil Dead Two, a lot of times, you know, the camera would get right up to one of the characters, and then it cuts back to the character, their expression. You know, yeah. and and it's right in front of you, and you don't even see it. Well, I think there's almost like a two minute chase sequence, uh, two to three minute chase sequence in the Evil Dead Two, where that's where you know it's actually smashing through the doors as it's chasing Campbell through the cabin. <laughs> that's another thing I want to talk. Of course, different movie, yeah. but. When you look at the outside of that cabin, it's very small. But then you got that chase through the cabin where, yeah, it's, it's like it's smashing through doors and stuff. And he's going from like one room to another to another. And I'm like, how many fucking rooms are in that cabin? <laughs> like, it's not that big. Right. Yeah. yeah like, having a little fun with the space, I think. It's like Bugs Bunny's house. Well, so and then so he does. So he hides himself away in uh, the windmill. And, and this is where so he sees it. One of one of my favorite scenes in the uh, when he gets to the windmill, he's like got chased by it. He like gets inside and he like braces the door and he's like still screaming and he's screaming and he's screaming. And then he stops. He like looks around like nothing's happening. He's like, oh, I, I guess it's over. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And so the, the windmill, I think it's like once you get to the windmill, it's like, oh, we're back in the cabin because this is this now reminds me of being mm-hmm. in Evil Dead Two and being in the cabin. Yeah, but this is where I, this is where it feels a little bit more forced than it than it does in Evil Dead Two as a point of comparison. I th- I think actually. So I think where he he has the so uh, you know he, it's 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 fun. I mean it's it's still fun to watch. But he you know he has the um, the reflection on the mirror that shatters, and then a bunch of small little tiny ashes come out, and he starts fighting them. But he has a scene where he you know, he trips and he falls, and his face is on the is on the, the hot stove yeah. and he has to reach down and grab a, you know, the equivalent of like a spatula to like sit there and, you know, get his face off there. That, that is just a, that's a little bit 
too cartoonish. I don't know. That's that was kind of the that was pushing the bounds of even like this universe. I think. Wait, the whole the whole windmill scene is cartoonish. Oh, it's extraordinarily cartoonish. Yeah. Where did they go to get that spatula? Another spatula. Uh, another spatula city. <laughs> Jesus. Oh boy. Oh, the, the cut spots already there, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, the whole. No, I agree. Uh, the whole thing is a. a, a Three Stooges routine with all the little ashes fighting him and attacking him and all the uh, and then when the Siamese twin of him comes out and like it's all that's actually I wrote down my notes. This is when it was like that's the point it started to lose me. I don't know. I I love all I love the mini ashes. Ramming speed. Ramming speed with the fork. Which is funny because he didn't like the slapstick parts in Hudson Hawk, but this is very like similar. I know, but what did I say about that? I said. It's not that I, it's just that it's not well done. And this movie, it's well done. I liked Hudson Hawk better. Than Army of Darkness? Ah, <laughs> oh, the truth comes out. <laughs> I did. I, I liked, I, I think the non-horror aspect of it, it worked better than this one did. But Oh, man. It's Hudson very, very Hawk cool. over Army of Darkness. Very this close. podcast has just taken a dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> They're very close, though. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> who are you <laughs> well i the I, the one thing that th- there are a couple effects that are a little sketchy like this the shot where the the guys are supposed to be prying his mouth open so that the little ash can can dive in there that's that's one that's pre- that's, that's a really <laughs> that was, really that was really bad that's a really bad you know green screen effect right there that's just the one thing that does not work for sure um i think they were trying to hold his nose right block his nostrils so that he'd have to open his mouth to breathe but it was like they couldn't get it right at all and it's really really bad yeah but you know i mean if you again i'll keep referencing evil dead 2 but if you see the very end of the evil dead 2 when the the physical manifestation of the demon shows up and all of a sudden it's this big head that's kind of pressed up against the door it you know it looks a little um it it, it looks a little uh basic (laughs) so it's you know they've had they've had effects. The effects are are both really good, and then in some cases not so great. But that's part of the tradition of the film series. Yeah, I, I like those effects. I mean, they're practical effects. And yeah, I think they they did it well. But yeah, you could tell it's you know it's all fake, but they did a good. Well, job. and it's very um, it's definitely the where he so the, there's a head. You know, the little ash ends up growing into a body, another version of ash that emerges from him. Starts with a there is a cool shot by the way. I like the shot of the eye on his shoulder. I thought that was that was kind of a cool effect, like a good practical effect. Um, and then so he ends up fighting his own. He fights himself, and then he has another fun line where he ends up. Uh, you know, so he he shoots the evil ash where it's like you know good bad. I'm the guy with the gun. So. Another another fun moment in terms of him and his uh, all of his various line readings. Good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. I think um, when when he's fighting himself and after he well when he's fighting Bad Ash and then he chops his head off and he buries him. When the head's sticking down in the in the hole, that was pretty funny. He badass sounds like he sounds like a pirate. Like his his accent sounds like a pirate, uh, which I appreciate. Yeah, and then I love when he throws the dirt on the face. That that's that's a fun moment. Good well, stuff. after this, it's the cemetery. So, Colin, I think you like this scene. What do you like about it? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's fun. I like the wind the windmill scene more than this scene. 
But um, one of the things that there's just a, like a lot of great physical comedy as he he, he realizes, hey, wait a minute, no one said there'd be three Necronomicons, right? And then he's like, you know, he gets sucked into one, and then you know manages to, to pull himself out, except for his face, which is like gets sucked into this like, really long face, and he's got to like shake it out, you know, so he keeps shaking his head and it gets smaller and smaller. I, lo- I like the noise too. That's very yeah, it's, it's, it's like very a... Stooges esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it reminded um, me of. It could be Jim Carrey. Like that was it. Very yeah, much totally. like Matt, oh, the mask. Yeah, I can see that. Yep. Yeah, 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 totally. And then the the other one like bites his hand, and he and he's got to get it off, and he keeps throwing it away, and keeps coming back and attacking him. I did like also in that scene where he was like so confident, like the um, the Merlin guy was telling him like, "Oh, you have to remember these words." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I got it." And then when he gets there, <laughs> he's like, "Oh shit, what was those words?" <laughs> he's like, he says all very grandly, "Clatu." <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Funny. You know what else I, I love about that scene where he, you know, he realizes he's not going to say all the proper words. He's looking around. That that's what I love about that. Like before he's going to do it, like as opposed yeah. to like, does anyone see me? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not right. saying this correctly, but anyone, I just like, love that kind of looking around. You know, either side. Yeah, actually reminded me of the moment where uh, Val is. Uh, looking on either side when they they find the dead uh, the dead construction workers and tremors. I thought you were gonna use the diehard the guy grabbing the candy bar, looking around to see. If oh, that's a little candy. bit of that too, actually. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and McLean in the stairwell with with the cigarette lighter. So yeah. maybe I'm drawn to that moment. I don't know. By the way, the um, you know the the words that he's supposed to say before he takes the Necronomicon. You guys know what that's from. The right? day they're stood still. I think those are the words you need to say to Gort, right? Not to uh, have him, or not to have the Earth destroyed. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Gort. As opposed to the Gorn. Oh, we got a Gort and a Gorn. Yeah, we got a in, yeah. in one podcast. That's wow. amazing. By the way, I um I, I like when all the skeletons start coming out and it's like more three stooges. Um I I, I just I just said, Okay, let's get let's run with it. Right. It's funny. Yeah, I don't want to see it all day long, but yeah. it's funny. And I think the stuff later on with the actual army of the dead and all the skeletons, I think it's really good. Um, all the Ray Harryhausen stop motion stuff. Yeah. I think is, is really good and funny. It's actually funny. Yeah. It looks very much like clash of the Titans and that old school. Yeah, did you guys, did you guys watch those movies growing up? Were those, uh, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like oh, the, definitely. The seventh yeah. voyage of Sinbad and all that. Those, yeah. those were, I love those Ray Harryhausen films. So watch mm-hmm. those all the time. I was always, you know, bored waiting for the next monster to show up. So that's, <laughs> that's why that's why you watch those but but the skeleton i mean the skeletons in this movie I, and i think um i read that he might have done it as a very purposeful homage to the jason and the argonauts scene yeah. at the end where the where the wizard collects the hydra's teeth and then throws them on the ground and that's obviously a super famous uh stop motion scene really cool scene too it's a i like that movie um so ash does, anyway so ash does get back with the book and of course because he's um he screwed up the words when he said them uh, the army of the dead uh, arises from the ground and he gets back to the castle and it's kind of interesting because they immediately, like he immediately shifts over to, I right, I did my part of the deal. You can send me home. And they start telling him, well, you know, you screwed up the words and so we're all going to get slaughtered. And initially he kind of is sort of holding his position of just wanting to get home. So he wants to, so for, that's where maybe you're talking about this within the context of the other hero's journey, Colin, but that that's his dip moment, right? Oh Yeah. <laughs> I love I love when he, he, he gets back into the castle walls and they're like all yeah he's he's got it he's got the Necronomicon he's like yeah 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 just get the fuck out of my face yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he actually has a line like that get the fuck away from me or something 
Uh, oh, Ash. Yeah. So Ash, yeah. So initially, Ash is uh, not not going to stay and fight, but of course, he ends up getting convinced because uh, a deadite comes out of the sky and picks up Sheila and steals her away. And then he does have a fun moment where he's standing on the he's sta- standing high on the castle wall and he's trying to rally the people to stay and fight the army of the dead. And that that's a good moment because initially he does this big speech and nobody in the crowd is moved from from, from what he says but then it, i love that moment because it's like he sits there and then it, it cuts to one guy he's like oh i'll stand with you and then they all kind of come together yeah. and so i mean that's you know it's it's a it's an obviously a well-established trope but they're kind of goofing on it a little bit too I, but it's fun i think this that was the inspiration for um in the fellowship of the ring where they're they'll rally around frodo because um, they're like, you'll have you'll have my bow, you'll have my axe. Because one of the guys and actually says, like, "You'll have my you'll have my bow." <laughs> I think it was Ted Raimi actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, that sounds familiar. That's right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just want to say, like, before Sheila got taken away by one of the deadites, um, she's like pissed off at him for you know basically turning on all of them. I know what you're business. gonna do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I just another great, great Ash line, and Sheila says, "Like, but what of all the sweet words you spoke to me in private?" And he goes, "Oh well, well, that's just what we call pillow talk, baby." <laughs> so great. Oh, Ash, I love it. Ash, you old smoothie. Okay, so Ash does uh, so convince everybody to stay and fight, and then here's another really funny moment where uh, you know they go and get the Oldsmobile and they, they bring the car in, and you see him, and they have to, oh they have two days or whatever until uh, the army is going to attack them, and so it's kind of fun moment where it's the montage, right? It's the getting ready montage, and it's the A team moment. Yeah, and it's so funny because like they find the chemistry book. He has a chemistry one on one book in the back of his car, and so he uses that, and suddenly they can make gunpowder, right? So that's pretty funny. They of course transform uh, his car, and in- that wasn't in my chemistry was what? book. I said that wasn't in my chemistry book. No, and how to make gunpowder? No, you had to buy that the anarchy cookbook. Yeah, the anarchist cookbook. I think was probably in there. Actually, what actually what was in there was uh, lots of rope, a gasoline tank, a two-liter bottle of Coca-Cola, a red toolbox, Chemistry 101 by Bernard Garnell, a handsaw, steam power, I don't know what that is, uh, shotgun shells, and a Fangoria maze. Well, that, the steam power book must have been in there to des- describe like why he has the, uh, the, like, the steam-powered... The steam-powered Oldsmobile? Yeah, the steam-powered Oldsmobile, yeah. I do love the uh, montage. I love a good montage. Yeah, you know, who doesn't love a good montage? Dun, 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 and this is dun, this is a fun one too because dun, 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 uh, there, there's a there's actually during the montage one thing that I love there's a moment where he's you know they're putting the gunpowder in these uh, small bags that they're going to attach to arrows so they can fire them out and they'll explode and the the wizard dude or the old wise man is sitting there and he's like oh looking at it and he's holding it right above a candle and then what's funny about that is you know so so Ash you know pushes his arm away but then you see like Ash take a couple extra se- seconds to slide the candle away from the guy yeah, I, know. I just love that moment <laughs> it's, it's just, just like a, it's yep it's just like a couple extra seconds but it makes it makes the scene that much better and it's it's much 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 funnier so much funny oh man so <laughs> at the end of that or maybe it's like maybe it's uh, when the the battle begins. Ash has a really unusual line. Oh yeah, I wrote up, this down. But up, 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 he's up on the ramparts. Yeah, 
Yeah. Do you want to go for it? it? Well, so I'm I'm sure it's the same line, but it's you know it's 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 very it's a very strange line because almost every other line that Ash delivers is it, it it's you know sort of perfect for the moment, right? And he just crushes it, and then randomly. He's talking about the fact that, you know, maybe they'll survive against the army or whatever. And then he says, yeah, then he's like, or maybe I'm a Chinese jet pilot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, what, the, what? That, what? what the fuck? Yeah, he says, uh, maybe, just maybe my boys can keep them from getting the Necronomicon. Yeah. Maybe I'm a Chinese jet pilot. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? It, you know, that's a very, it's a, that's the only line that uh, that he says that just doesn't work at all, or, or it's just very strange, kind of out of I nowhere. I just didn't so. even get it. Is he saying like maybe I'm a baboon or something? Like it's like just something that he's obviously not. Right. That's that's what it is. But why choose Chinese jet pilot? I guess is the question. Yeah, I just did not yeah. get it at all. I'm gonna have to do some <laughs> research on that. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I think the other thing is the attack hmm. starts. There's a. Uh, a couple things that are funny. So one is they, one of the skeleton runs past and yells, you know, cry havoc and let loose, let slip the dogs of war. So it's a Shakespeare reference, right? Was that a couple hundred years before Shakespeare was, would be born? Um, so that's kind of... Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about so that's, that. That's kind of funny. And then uh, <laughs> I also love, there's a great moment where as the army is charging, all the gunpowder that they have is on the arrows and these guys have lit the arrows and they're sitting there and Ash is holding them and waiting them to fire. And you see... Uh, it's was it Arthur, right? Is that the name of the, the yeah. yeah. Yeah, Arthur. And you see Arthur and you see the guys that actually have the bow as the as the fuse is getting closer and closer, closer. They're all look, looking at each other and everybody's getting pretty stressed out about the moment, thinking that they're gonna blow up. So that I thought that was fun too. I like that. That was good. That was good. Um the 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 thing I like about the beginning of the attack is the um the March of the Dead, and you, there, there's actually a, a piece of music that uh, Danny yeah. Elfman composed, the March of the Dead. And then you see, you know, the, all the skeletons, and they're and they're marching along, and then they've got, but they're playing music, and <laughs> there's like the bagpipers, the skeleton bagpipers, and then you got like these other skeletons playing the quads, and the quad, the, the drums themselves are the heads, their, uh, skulls. Yeah, uh, it's just really inventive and they're like some others are playing like flutes but the flutes are like uh like like a femur you know? yeah i think i mean I, I think sam raimi knows how to stretch a dollar too because uh all of the production design on this it's it's pretty intricate right like when they were when you're in the courtyard where the of the castle you know you see in behind their barrels and you know wagons and everybody is really well costumed and the entire army of the dead all the you know all their all the character design, all of the prosthetics for the for those that are kind of like half dead or sort of in the zombie stage, and of course the effects for the skeletons themselves. It's all really well done. It, it looks great. I mean, I think it's um, for you know particularly for the the budget that he had. I, I thought he got a lot out of it. Yeah, although when you get to the like that sort of the hand to hand combat scenes, you, it's clearly guys in costumes, but. Whatever. Well, and this and the sword fighting itself in this in this is definitely not a highlight, right? If you look at you know some of the stuff, even like where Ash is doing, you know, you can kind of see them just positioning the sword to be you know sideways at the right moment so that it can get hit versus actually you know looking all that sophisticated. So, I have some questions about um, the skeletons, the the, the the army of the like dead how could itself. they move without having muscles? No, no, I understand that it's magic, whatever. Okay. Um, what I, my, my question was more like, you know, wouldn't like an army of the dead um, actually behave or would they behave like a uh, like a trained professional army? Because I, I would think no, I would think they'd, they'd just like be a bunch of like a 
a massive skeletons and they just like you know rush the uh the castle walls and climb over each other trying to get over game of thrones style uh, they've got like they've got hierarchy they've got training um there are definitely you know leaders who report up to the chain of command to um badash who's now the general i'm not saying i don't like it i think it's actually very very funny because of the way that they did it but um yeah i think if this was like a straight horror movie you you definitely would not oh, have that no, <laughs> which is why i like it which is why it's so good. yeah no it's the i i do like the fact that they have the i think that that is um or i like the i like the commander of the army of the dead as well like the, like the, the evil yeah. bad guy who he's having you know his his face or his jaw is uh held on by some rope when you're when you're looking at his character you know the the how the, he has rope around yeah. the bottom of his jaw and it keeps kind of clicking out of place when he's trying to talk uh and he has what i think is funny is or what i think they do a nice job with is they give that commander a little bit of ash's personality right because, well that's cuz well cuz he's bad uh, he's yeah bad he's, so he's bad ash but he's he's, he's originally he's bad originally ash. bad ash but he's you know then morphed into the guy who's the leader right. of the dead so he's kind of a, a mashup but what's fun is they actually have you know some of the way that this guy is delivering his lines it's very you know it's it's very obviously ash like so the way that he's saying it so it's just sort of a it's it's fun kind of mirror image of ash and the, the two of them have right. a little you know duel at the top of the castle that's that's kind of fun yeah uh, the other question that i have about the skeletons is what do skeletons want with half naked women? Oh yeah, there's the scene. The, the, Here's that one the shot, scene in the cemetery. Right? Yeah, it's a it's, yeah yeah. All of a sudden, all yeah. of a sudden, there are a couple of women there that are topless, and they go walking by, and that's it. <laughs> that's it's never referenced again. Yeah, like they like they've been enslaved or something, and it's, it's it, I mean, it's supposed to I think mirror the fact that Sheila has been um, transformed. Well, uh, ravaged by the 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 evil Ash the. Uh, the commander of this yep. new army, right? And then, and he's like, he's ripped her bodice, and so she's like topless, right? Uh, you don't see it, but you can see it from the, her her back and everything. And and at that point, you see like these other women <laughs> sort of go across the forefront of the the screen, and and I'm going like, wait, why? Yeah, who are they? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're just skeletons. So like like skeletons really going to want to want to get just a it little gratuitous like, nudity. They, they got camp. They have like camp whores or something for this but it's not even like nudity either. i mean like it's brief like it's not it's just it's just it's just, it's just it's like a little titillation no pun intended that, uh, uh yeah i just thought it was funny it's like hmm okay yeah was, i i was i it's funny because I, I wrote that down i'm like why are they there and then i just get you know, skip past <laughs> yeah but that's the thing i think it's like zam Raimi going like oh we're gonna make this like a real like army that you might see uh actually more like like a 17th, 18th, 18th or 19th century British army or French army or something like that. We're going to give a, we're going to give them like those types of characteristics. So it's a total, totally anachronistic. It doesn't make sense for an army of the dead, but it's really fun. Well, I, I do like during the fight. So that's where, you know, Ash comes charging out in his uh, souped up supercharged uh, Oldsmobile that has a huge spinning, spinning blade on the front that he's using to just chop down skeletons. But what I really like about that is, um, somehow he sh- he got some goggles, like some uh, some driving or some flying <laughs> goggles that he's wearing, and so it just it just kind of right. completes the entire look. And it's I love that moment because he's having so much fun. Yeah, yeah, as he's like crushing people, he's just having a, as a character in the in the movie, he's having a great time at that particular moment, and it just kind of uh, it, it comes through. He he yells out, "Say hello to the twenty first century." Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's very steampunky, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like uh, 
maybe that's why he had the uh, <laughs> the steam power button. Well, and apparently they had to uh, they had to drop the car twice when they filmed it because I guess something happened the first time they filmed it or they didn't get the shot they wanted. So and they they dropped that thing from an eighty foot crane. That was from the beginning, though, right? When yeah, that was that was the thing. beginning one. Yeah. So, but I, but I think that he he has actually he has actually smashed that car up and then had it rebuilt. Right? That's he's done it multiple times. So I was gonna say you would have. Well, to. there's there's a couple of stunt yeah. cars. There's like a yeah, they're, they're not the not, real. No, 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 not his actual. Car, no, but yeah. the, but his, his his actual car itself has been damaged over the course of particularly his early movies. So, I'm gonna look for it in the Spider-Man movie. Oh, I I think it's um it's Uncle Ben's it's Uncle car. Uncle Ben's car. Yeah. yeah. Uncle Ben, it's the last thing he's driving before he dies, due to uh, due to Peter's negligence. Fucking Peter, God, so selfish. Guy's an asshole. Selfish bastard. Yeah. No. So so Ash, you know, so they end up uh, they win the battle, and uh, then it cuts to the final sequence. Are you guys aware of the what what the original ending of this film was and the kind of the history behind it? No, I saw that there was a couple, but yeah. So when when they the the first version they filmed. Uh, it ends with, you know, they, they give Ash the um, the potion and he has to drink a certain number of drops and then he'll sleep until uh, his time or he gets back to his time. So however, that's going to work. Hmm. Um, however, the original cut of this, he sleeps too long and he wakes up in post-apocalyptic England. So you see him like he comes out of a cage and he, or a cave and he has like a huge beard and he's like, no, no, I slept too long. And you see like Big Ben is like crumbled behind him and and that's the end of the movie. And that's how it ended originally. And then they screened it and the studio uh, said, no, you can't end it on a down note like that. So that's they went back and they shot the S-Mart ending. So they made him reshoot it. Although both Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi do not like that ending. They prefer the original. Uh, I like the I like the end. I, I like the end too, but I think the the original ending would have been really really interesting yeah. to see. Well, you, I mean, you can see it online. It's it's and you can see it on the I know, on I, the extras DVD. And of course, the original ending would not have Angela Featherstone in it. And you would you would have cut out some Bridget Fonda time too. But I oh, did like yeah, that's right. What's that? Oh, yeah, in the beginning, you mean? Yeah, no, at the end. She's like, oh, that's right. No, she's not in. Is she? Who's the that end. then? Angela that's not Bridget Fonda. What? No. no. Have you been listening? <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Listening? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. By the way, I love at the end where I actually thought to myself, like, how exactly did yeah. he get back? Because they don't explain. But the whole it at thing all. was him telling the story, though, right? At the beginning, it's him telling the story, and he just continues telling the story, and you don't know, like, the guy he's telling it to thinks, like, yeah, oh, you're full of shit, and then like the thing comes back. No. Well, yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah. The, yes. the whole movie is him Although telling they the story. They don't. They don't. I don't think. They, I don't think they start it though. I think it just cuts to him telling the story at the it, end. It does not start it. Yeah, it does not start yeah, it. That's smart. He's he's sort of narrating. Yeah, he starts it as smart. He says. I mean, shows him. Shop smart. Shop as smart. That's the very beginning. No. Yes. No. 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 Yes. No. No. It's at the beginning. No. Okay. It starts off with him yes. in chains, and then he says he's narrating and he's going to explain how he got there and then they flash back to the beginning of evil dead 2 where yes he's with linda he works at s mart but then they go to the cabin linda dies blah 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 mm. then all of a sudden at the you know after the big battle and everything and they send him back he's suddenly now at s mart linda is not there because she has no head and he's telling this story he's like finishing up telling the story to a co-worker ted raimi i'm agreeing with colin on this i believe he has it correct i i agree with you but i also think like it's 
mixed. Like he definitely he does open up with the saying I started off as a slave, but it's I thought it was him telling that story from Smart because he has the scars on his face too. Like he looks exactly the same in the beginning Smart shots as he does at the end Smart shots. All right, tell you what, I will go back and uh... let's just go back look at the tape. You might be right. I, I think it, we both could be right. We we you can might both be, wrong. be right because. Yeah. Well, because he does open up like the very start of it saying like, oh, it starts when I was a slave back in 1300 or whatever he says. Right. I think we should spend another five to 10 minutes on this particular topic. <laughs> All right. We'll go back and look yeah. at it later. Anyway, I, I, I do love the fact that he's, you know, he's there back at S-Mart. And he's telling the story and no one really believes him. I guess he's told it a few times. And then all of a sudden and the, the girl comes up and... um she asks him about it or whatever. And then all of a sudden, boom, everything changes. There's a deadite there, like a, you know, a, a witch. <laughs> you, they cut to uh, Bruce Campbell, too. They cut to Ash. And he just shoves the girl, like, out of the way. She goes flying down the aisle. <laughs> you can barely see it, but it's really I also funny. love the fact that when they, he jumps behind the counter to grab the gun, he still has, like, the midi- or, you know, the medieval metal hand. Right. All of a sudden, he's yeah. got the hand he just with the mechanical hand. The and, yeah. And I'm going, like, if he's told this story so many times, and, like, nobody asks him about this mechanical right. hand. <laughs> so, it's all, you could tell that, yeah, okay, this maybe was not the original uh, ending. All right. He does not have any uh, scars. So, you're right. Huh? I was wrong. Huh? Colin wins this round. Strong. I am strong. I, d- I do like the S-Mart end. I, it, it, he has some great lines. He has some great... Uh, down, I love the right? I love his rifle his rifle action in that sequence like where he's like sitting there like you know like cranking oh, yeah. into, cranking it and firing it that, that that's that's fun that's a that's a good it's a good Ash moment I I think it's a better ending than the one that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell want because that one's just over super quick it's like you know kind of a thirty second shot and that's it yeah but it would have had the feel of Evil Dead too yeah that's where it's this like tragic ending where he's like stuck again yeah. and. I think it would have been pretty interesting, but this one has the comedy and it's it's funny. Yeah. He's got the uh, you know she's like, "I'll swallow your yeah. soul." Come get some. Plus, you have one last hail to the king, baby. Sure, I could have stayed in the past. Could have even been king. But in my own way, I am king. Hail to the king, baby. That's maybe the best end line to a movie ever. <laughs> Hail to the King, baby. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't think so? I do. I love it. I'll, I'll give it to you. All right. I'm sure there's lots of others. I just can't think of anything right now. Yeah, I don't remember any others. Okay. Well, I think we're uh, we're at the the grab bag section. Anything else you guys want to throw out there? Anything you want to talk about? Do 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 do. We're the grab bag. Uh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't do any research, and so I, I, I just don't we, have. We anything. hit all of my uh, all of my notes. So, so Colin, have you watched Ash versus the Evil Dead? I have not. Is it good? Uh, the first few episodes that I was able to watch before I switched my cable over, yeah, it was very good. Yeah, and if you it, if you go online and read the reviews, particularly people who are Evil Dead fans, uh, they rave about it. They say it's great. So there was there was a bit of an uprising when it got canceled. So. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna have to go check it out. Sam Raimi directed them all. I think right? he, I think he directed a couple of the episodes. I don't think he directed all the episodes, but I'm pretty sure that he produced it and yeah, maybe that's uh, did a lot of the writing on it. So, hmm. but see, those are just true fans. They'll 
yeah. they'll love anything that's or evil Bruce dead Campbell. they just loved it i mean it, it must be pretty good if they like really really loved it but i'm just wondering you know is it something that i'm gonna enjoy enough to watch like a whole series so you're, just a, you're just a bandwagoner just hopping on i'm a fair weather I'll, tell you what, I'll give it a i'll give it a shot i'll go back and revisit it and uh i'll let you know yeah i don't know i didn't read fangoria magazine growing up so oh okay, so uh, so maybe we can wrap this up so marcus uh sounds like you are not going uh, this is not a strong recommendation for you or how would you sum up your feelings about this movie yeah i wouldn't say it's as strong i it's enjoyable the first you know first half hour or so is much much better i do love bruce campbell i love the camp and love the kind of zaniness um but the it kind of drags on a little bit after, especially after the uh, cemetery and like preparing for the battle is fine, but the battle itself, and then the kind of not until the very end when he comes back to S Mart. So I'd put it like pretty in the middle, like two out of four stars or something like that. Like it's not it's not a bad movie at all. It's fun and it's enjoyable, but didn't hold up nearly as well as I remembered it. Colin, um, it used to be twenty five years ago one of my favorite movies. I don't think it's on that list anymore however it's highly entertaining and um i think now it's a it's a it's a very good 25 year rewatch so where does, where does it fall on the rewatch scale for you going forward at this point 25 years oh 25 years <laughs> like once every 25 years i don't know I, I i don't know it's it's sort of hard to i think it's it's one of those movies where if you're in the right mood you could definitely just throw, throw yeah. it on uh yeah it's it's fun i don't think i'd probably watch it for another like yeah. five ten years you know i mean i so for me i'll say that um you know had a great time with it it was fun i i love bruce campbell i love ash as a character so you know can mainly do no wrong um and i did for the for me the joy of this is partially just looking at the the sam raimi filming techniques i just you know all the stylized stuff like you mentioned the you know the, the building the hand montage and all that i just um I don't know, his style really resonates with me and i, I enjoy it quite a bit um i was surprised that Kind of like you, I think I had I had higher expectations for this movie upon a rewatch than I did when I recently watched Evil Dead 2. And so just as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, you know, I had a great time with this movie. It was fun. I prefer Evil Dead 2. And I if, if I was being honest in terms of ranking these movies, I would probably go Evil Dead 2, the original Evil Dead, and then I'd put Army of Darkness at the end. But they're still, all of them are still really good. So, you know, I'd, I definitely recommend watching this movie. I think that the best way to watch this movie is probably to watch the series to get a feel of the evolution of ash as a character um and and to experience the kind of the right turn that happens after the first movie and then about halfway through the second so all of a sudden comedy shows up this is it, it's interesting because the, the three movie arc there's your horror to comedy arc right so by the time you hit uh you know you're evil dead in the beginning you're you're in that pure horror mode you're about half and half when you hit evil dead 2 and then when you get to army of darkness obviously much more on the comedy side so so that's maybe maybe that's what it is maybe somebody who also did enjoy 80s horror uh, maybe the fact that there was a little bit less of that in the third one was, I don't know, maybe just a, a small disappointment, but very, very minor. I mean, I definitely am a big fan of this movie. And again, it's all about Bruce Campbell. It's all about Sam Raimi and uh, it works. I think also like when this came out, like comedy horror wasn't as prevalent. So the way they kind of do it is uh, is great and more fresh for 1992. But now you have movies such as like Shaun of the Dead, which is a much better like kind of comedy horror. I don't know if that uh, leads to why I liked it a lot more in 92 versus now. But Yeah, I love, I mean, horror comedy, that's a, I think maybe that, that combo, like finding a movie that has either, you know, kind of dark humor from a horror perspective or just is really kind of that, like was it, I think of other movies that I love that are like that. Uh, Return of the Living Dead, 
That's a good example. Yeah. I love that movie. That's a that's a really good blending of horror and comedy. But it's a hard one to pull off, and it's a hard one to be successful with. Um, it's another re- reason why I think uh, probably why I hold the the Evil Dead Two in such high regard. All right. We hope you enjoyed our conversation about uh, Army of Darkness. Mostly just a uh, it was mostly just a Bruce Campbell. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, c- celebration of all things Bruce Campbell and uh, Sam Raimi. Uh, but anyways, hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll be back with. Yes, Colin. And if you actually made it this far, please hit us up at Real DMC. Let us know what you think. <laughs> Tell us how awful we are, or that you love us, or whatever. We just, just somebody, somebody, please. <laughs> Tell us if you're listening. Actually, we, we've, we've had we've had a, a spike in listeners, but we have no idea who you are and and uh, and and how you got to us. So so we're <laughs> and why you listen and, and, and why the hell you would listen to this. So we're a little curious, yeah. So uh, I, I think they're just butt downloads. So, yeah, somebody send us a at least a, somebody send us a message on Twitter. Find out uh, what movie do you want us to do? How about that? Let us know if uh, there's a particular movie. You can also drop us a review on the iTunes if you like. But as we're shilling for trolling for attention. <laughs> Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. All right, then. <laughs> show, me, right. show me some sugar, yeah. baby. Give us all a little sugar, baby. Uh, and with that, this is the Real DMC Podcast. Signing off. Bye, Why do we raise our voices at the end uh, like that? Colin started it. It's from The Muppet Show. Okay. Groovy. It's from The Muppet Show. I thought you just liked the sound of your... It's Your Kermit. Goodbye, goodbye falsetto. Goodbye, goodbye. My fair lady, ha! <laughs> it's like Bugs Bunny's house. That is that is a hot podcast take right there. <laughs> <laughs>